where nobody knows your name is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. Hello and welcome to uh, Where Nobody Knows Your Name, a Cheers podcast. I'm James. And I'm John. And today we're going to be talking about episode 14 of season 2 of Cheers, No Help Wanted. That's right, John. This episode was released on 12th of January 1984. And it was written by Max Tash. Which is a strong name. Damn fine name. It's a good name. It's proper like eighties porn star name. <laughs> well, we've slightly away from that. It's a good episode. <laughs> James uh, Burroughs directing. James Burroughs, of course. Directed every episode so far. So how do we start this episode, James? We hear some music. I believe it's a, a foggy day in London. Coach is uh, listening to the radio. He's listening because it reminds him of his wife. It's quite heartfelt. Gives a long, long-winded explanation of how the song reminds him of his wife, though. I know. This other barfly explains in a short manner how another song reminded him of his daughter as it played at his daughter's wedding and coach was disappointed because story was too short <laughs> and he, he turns to sam and says we sure get a minute don't we sam <laughs> i think that the like a lunatic for for having a simple explanation but it's quite a nice little call opening i don't think it relates too much to the episode i suppose there's that sort of wistfulness hmm. maybe yeah, but if it is it, yeah it's an it's an emotional relevance more than then now once we jump into the episode there's almost this kind of second cold opening which is a woman uh, turns up at cheers to see sam and sam kind of says i'm in a relationship and that's kind of it it's like oh we sure had some good times sam goes uh, yes yes we did uh but but diane's here so go away <laughs> and, then, and then he, he says uh, let me walk you to your car diane gets a little squirty yes. bottle from the yeah soda dispenser and just goes oh no Sam there's soda all over your trousers whatever will you do now Max Tash <laughs> do not keep saying Max Tash throughout this episode but that that's kind of the end of that scene like oh I know all about Sam's past now I just spray him with soda water I think she should have sprayed the woman get out <laughs> get get out of my bar. After all this happens, uh, it turns to the regulars at the bar, and we realise that Norm isn't there. And Sam jokes that he's going to have to up the price of beer to like leverage Norm not coming to Cheers yeah. as often anymore. He charges a ridiculous amount, probably London prices. Uh, $11? Yeah, London prices. <laughs> $11 pounds. They all become a little bit concerned about where Norm is, because it's out of character for him not to be at his stool. Yeah, it's after midday, where yeah. is he? They speculate that he um, has got a job. Cliff says, you know, Norm would tell us if he had one. Jan says that she thinks he saw him going into Alvils. I think Norman's been reduced to taking a job as a busboy or a, a dishwasher. No, no, no. I would never stoop to something like that. He probably just went in a big for table scraps, that's all. <laughs> but we do find out that Norm is, in fact, washing dishes at Malvo's. And he's, he smells of fish. And he comes in and he's got... Cats. Cats following him. That's when you could have done with the squeezing yeah, water bottle. Get, get, get spraying them away. He got no food. <laughs> it's just Norm. And he comes in and he's a bit grumpy. Good afternoon, everybody. Norm! Oh, oh. you be a Norm? No, I know what they look like. Just pour me one. <laughs> he's quite ashamed. They really seem to have a complete... Really think of busboys or dishwashers as very low, don't they? Yeah. And I'm like, come on, guys. It's, it's money. Why? Why you look? Is there could be worse jobs? Why does it matter if Norm's happy? Well, he's not. 
Norm is not happy. <laughs> At that point, they did not know that. Stop judging. Yeah, he needs money. His welfare has run out, basically. They see Norm unhappy and feeling quite bleak. Dan comes up with the idea that Norm's an accountant. Why doesn't he do the books at Cheers? Mm. And Sam goes, mm. Sam's not happy about this. He doesn't want to merge work and friendship, I guess. Which you understand to some degree. But he does also say um, he doesn't want a dishwasher doing his books. Yeah. Which is, it's strange how quickly their perception of Norm yeah. changes. But basically... What they're hypothesising is, if he hasn't found work for a year, it implies he's not a good accountant. And there's a reason why he hasn't got it. But reluctantly, Sam agrees to let Norm do the books, and Norm immediately sets off to work, and he's sort of re-energised. And he's got, like, his accounting cap on. His accountancy little visor. Don't know what sun he's blocking out. Stop all those bad accounting <laughs> juju. All the all the best accountants wear the big short. Are you an, really an accountant if you're not wearing a gold visor? He should have been wearing one, then he might have got a job. Just for the job you want. And when Norm comes out after having done all the books, he's really proud because he reveals that Cheers is overpaid in taxes of £15,000. Which is... Dollars. £15,000, exactly. Which is a lot. That's a sizable amount. And I think it's because Coach miscalculating whenever Sam's <laughs> left. Sam's expecting the, the cash to come in. Norm's revitalised and he's, he's ready to be an accountant again. Exactly. And well, that's something they made as a point earlier because, as you pointed out, Sam was hesitant, essentially guilt-tripped by the others in the bar. He wasn't comfortable about it. No, but he was, he was guilt-tripped and he was still hesitant. But then when Norm started giving good news, he was like, okay, this might work out. But Cliff gave an interesting quote, which is quite harsh coming from the person who's supposedly Norm's best friend. You know, tonight may be the turning point in that man's life. He might come out of that office, his job complete. Who knows, maybe even make amends with Vera. Start building a new life. Oh, that would be wonderful. But then again, he might drink till he passes out with his head in the toilet. <laughs> Too close to call, really. I want to show how this this scenario could go either way for them. Yeah, um, we're all on the edge of our seat. But I guess in a big way, this actually does mean a lot to Norm and could do all of those positive things Cliff outlined, where it could help him get back together with Vera, it could make him drunk more. We'll, we'll find out as the episode goes on. It's a, it's a risk he's willing to take, and a lot of accountancy is about analysing risk. I think say about alcoholism. What we do find out later in the episode is that Sam didn't take Norm's accountancy advice. He kept his previous accountant and he hasn't tried to get the 15 grand back, which Norm spotted. And this destroys Norm because Sam didn't trust him. And Sam just didn't want to put his business at risk. We've established that he must have bought the bar, what, three, four years before the series began, at least. He's tried hard to keep... It going as a business and doesn't want to miss that. Norm is offended, knocks him back and reverts him back to this kind of depressed state. Sam says he didn't want to go into business with friends. Mm. And Carla says, don't worry about going into business with anyone here. It gets real vile in the later, later scenes, doesn't it? Mm. Everyone's arguing with each other, going, you know, oh, it's just because of your pride, oh, it's just because of your money, you know, oh, arguments everywhere. And how does, how does this episode kind of sum up? How would you say? What happens is that Sam goes to Norm. Get Norm out the bar. Mm. Get out my pub. <laughs> it's been through the roughest year of my life. I know that. The only thing that kept me going was a belief in myself and the hope that someday somebody else would say, I believe in you too, Norm. I thought you'd be that guy. Oh, come on, man, that won't work. What are you mean? trying to lay a guilt trip on me? And I think fine, that fine, stinks. Fine, fine. I'm out of here. I'm going for good. Hey, you better mean it, because I don't want you coming back in here tomorrow thinking this whole thing's going to blow over. Yeah. Norm comes back in and is going, there's just one thing I forgot to do with this, man. And we think, oh, Norm's going to... Norm's gonna punch Sam. I bet Norm's got a wild swing. 
Before I go, I gotta settle one thing with that man. Norman, now wait. Don't do anything silly, right, please. Come on in, Malone. Okay, Norm, how do you want to do this? I don't want to go. <coughs> oh, hey, hey, come, come on, man. I, I, I didn't mean it. As far as all I have, say it. People in my family. My brother. Oh, well, you're, you're my brother too, Norm. Sam sees how he needs to give Norm this chance. Yeah. And trusts him. And he says at the start of the next year, Norm is his accountant. Yeah. And they come out of the office and sort of announce this. Yeah. To, to cheers. This will be the season of Norm. He's going to have his own accountancy firm. Little matchbook. He's got a suit. He's got a client. Good stuff. Norm's on the up. It's a good episode. When Sam and Norm are crying in the office about, you know, this difficult situation they're in, Cliff brings out a diagram of the double helix. Yeah. We're trying to explain the differences between men and women. And my favourite bit is when he turns the diagram to the side and goes, now let's talk about the engine. <laughs> a lot of the facts that uh, Cliff gives throughout the series so far don't really get challenged too much. Yeah. Um, and this one does get challenged by Diane, mm-hmm. who gives the actual acronym to DNA. Yeah. and opposes Cliff. <laughs> and that's why he does very quickly change it to about the engine. Let's talk about the cast. Amanda Huan Kennedy, credited as Barbara Huan, plays Becky Hawley, which is that woman who comes in and is a past lover of Sam. She has also appeared in Heart to Heart, The Fall Guy, The Dukes of Hazard, The A-Team, TJ Hooker, the Twilight Zone and Quantum Leap. We've got some others. Ross Marin as customer number one. He also appeared in Bonanza. Bonanza? Exactly. We do like Bonanza here. <laughs> Kojak, Little House on the Prairie, Wonder Woman, The Waltons, Starskin Hutch, Heart to Heart, Dallas, Night Court, The Twilight Zone, Doogie Howser, and Murder, She Wrote. Is he always a uh, customer number one? Always. Person number one. Steve Ginelli plays customer number two. He also played a radar tech in Independence Day and a referee in Jack Frost. Hal Ralston played customer number three, and this was his last screen role after playing police sergeant in Love at First Bite and older cop in Hell Knight. Is Love at First Bite vampires? Yeah, it's a, it's a romantic vampire film. There's the door, James, which can only mean one thing. Trivia time. You know, we talked about it. A foggy day in London and how it reminds Coach of his wife. How does it remind him of his wife? I think this is a similar question I've got. The Sinatra song, A Foggy Day in London Town, reminds him of Hawaii. Him and Wally Engels have not gone to Hawaii. Wally Engels is an old Navy friend who introduced him to his wife. It's very simple. How much does Sam charge Cliff for a beer in order to make up the profit for Norm not being at Jews? $11. Yeah, I just realised we did say this earlier. Yeah. In the episode, it's said that everybody has one thing that they're great at. They've narrowed it down that Norm is either good at accountancy or something else. What's the other other thing? He's either an accountant or a great white hunter. Correct. What does Cliff claim DNA stands for? The A is aggressive, the N is not, and I don't know what the D is. Cliff claims DNA stands for dames are not aggressive. My final trivia question, what is Norm's 
accountancy firm called? Norm Peterson Accounting. Norm Peterson Incorporated, an accountancy firm. It's like the Norm film posters all over again. An accountant the whole family can enjoy. Oh, you should have that on his business cards. <laughs> Final question, bonus question. Now, what's the name of the writer of this episode? Max Tash. Max Tash. Maximum Tash. <laughs> So, last call at the bar, James. How are you feeling after this episode? I'm feeling good, John. I think there was a, a strong sense of community in this episode. There was. Max Tash did a good job here. He sure did. I think there's, there's a couple of lines which I really like between Sam and Norm at the end. And it's about them saying to each other that they're brothers. And it's showing how, you know, these, these two people who have spent a lot of time together, they're really good friends. And, uh, you know, Sam's got a new accountant. We've said it before. Always be accounting. And, you know, it's good to see Norm back on track. Although the title of this episode is No Help Wanted, we certainly appreciate that they helped each other. So let's raise our pints. That cost us $11. And cheers the return of Norm, who's now got a spring in his step again. Thank you for listening to Where Nobody Knows Your Name. 